Conservatives are losing their mind over the new Barbie movie, and isn't that just a surprise? This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash, an off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Tim Bennett. You can find us here on Tuesday. And look for the focus group, which uh, the video portion of that uh, drops on Wednesdays on YouTube and Facebook Live. And the audio pops into your stream of choice on Saturday. We'd like to thank Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, for being with us here on on Button. They've been with us from the start. We're going to visit with them later on. I have a very hilarious Critics' Choice story to share. Uh, (laughs) But first, Mr. Bennett, welcome to the... uh, the official end of July and the last month of summer before you and I do our fall reset. We always say Labor Day is like our New Year's, right? Yeah, it's like our New Year's. Well, it's similar to companies that have the fiscal year somewhere in the middle. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, it was always new school. I was talking with somebody. I was getting my hair cut the other day and I was talking to a person cutting my hair, Aaron. And I said, uh, you know, the summer's flying. We talked about how, how fast the summer goes. went by. And everybody says that as you age. But I thought, as you know, when you were a little kid, summer happened. And I thought, <laughs> you know, it felt like forever, right? You had all this time in the world. And then there was the whole thing of you had to, even though you left in June and were starting again in early September, you had to go get a new pencil box and a lunch box and new clothing, school, yeah. school clothes <laughs> for no reason. I thought about it now. I, there'd be no way if I'd be a good parent now. But you wore those clothes in June. You wear them again in September. I, I mean, would you? I, but I remember very, you know, vividly going to buy new school clothes. Even when I went back to college, you and I would go shopping in the summer for, for school, for college oh, clothes. And Tim, we would go to the mall. We'd get the Bob surplus up in uh, Bob surplus up in yeah so i i just laughed about that and thought man what was the i guess we were i don't know maybe clothes horses i weigh too many clothes i donated this weekend um a huge amount now i when i moved from pennsylvania down to delaware i had purged an awful lot of things particularly clothing and uh i just did another big purge again this this weekend and uh could probably still do another one i i've used your method i think the last time we talked if i haven't even though i like it if i have not worn it in the last year it's gone away okay so <laughs> i my i call my method the thunderdome method uh from mad max beyond thunderdome two men enter one man leaves that's the rule for thunderdome well you would do you buy a shirt one leaves i right? two have to go so well, would, do you, you donate them or do you oh yeah you don't if they're if so i had this existential existential crisis that bob is still laughing about today because last week j crew factory which oh, is yeah. a little different than J. Crew. Um, a little had thinner. This, yeah. Yes. Good. Well said. <laughs> thinner quality items. <laughs> Literally to the touch. Stylish. Yeah. So they had this incredible sale, and I was able to get five short sleeve button down oh. shirts for a hundred dollars. And I bought uh, even even though, and I just I bought them. They arrived, and then I had the crisis because I'm like, what? Something has to leave. I, wow. I had to really think about what left the closet. And at the end of the day. I was left with one shirt that needed a new hanger. Like, in other words, I didn't complete my mission. So I, some shirts are on probation for was a while. Was Bob supervising? Say, okay, John, you got your oh. five. <laughs> no, he was just laughing his ass off because he's like, here, here's a new hanger. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. There's an X number of hangers for the closet. Oh, my gosh. 
And and back to this thing about the endless summer. Um, upstate here, uh, we're right really close to the road, and there are, are there's a bunch of kids uh, from further up the road that ride their bikes back and forth all day. It's like a little gang. We call them the Apple Dumpling Gang, <laughs> if you remember that from the Walt Disney days. Yeah. Um, and they're just they're just laughing, and they ride down, and you hear them ride back, and they'll wave and the hello. They're really friendly. But it's like, you know, a couple older kids and some younger ones, one's on a, you know, like a, a scooter, like um, a razor scooter, you know, those two wheel things. Most are on bikes. And one day I was pulling in <clears throat> from a bike ride and the D- Apple Dumpling Gang was coming down and they saw me. And then the older one, this this young guy goes, he goes, oh, it's a it's a fellow cyclist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm thinking, you're on a bike with what could have a Tony the Tiger thing on the handlebar and a banana seat. <laughs> I'm riding a racing bike that years ago cost, you know, a third of people's <laughs> More than the house. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But, you know, he was right. You know, it's two wheels, right? I'm a cyclist. But that, to me, symbolized summer for them. Because if their whole day was, if their whole summer was spent, you know, just in a fun way, getting together and riding up and down the road all day, you know, their, their time is different. They don't have to go grocery shopping. They don't have to drop things off. They don't have to, you know what I mean? It's so. I yeah, and what people don't understand about the Northeast, now maybe it's in the Northwest too, or Colorado or other places, but there's lots of hills and mountains. And I, with the one speed Schwinn heavy bike as a kid, I did more walking the bike up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, as you said it, I can see myself. You know, you try, you'd, you'd my get bike. going, yeah. you'd, you'd go down a little grade, and then you'd try to go as hard as you can. You'd get about halfway up the hill, and then you'd walk it. And, yeah. uh, you know, you think about how much you were out on your bike, and your bike meant freedom, and you could oh. go all over the place. But at the end of the day, there wasn't... Uh, <laughs> too far you could go without having to walk a lot of it <laughs> you know next week i should tell the story of the puppet wagon that's gonna make puppet wagon oh laura and i had a red flyer wagon that we would we had all our puppets in it and we would oh, did you do a traveling it. puppet show we did a traveling like puppet show. and one day we had this brilliant idea that we wanted to get down this hill <laughs> with the puppet wagon faster than walking so we both get in lift oh, our no. feet up it was a disaster. It was just puppets <laughs> everywhere. Laura got puppets sprayed. Blood, by. puppets. And again, we were like Carnage. a mile from, mile from the house. We had to solve our own problems. And by the time we got back with all this, the puppet wagon, my mom's like, well, it's your thing. Anyway. <laughs> no one worried where you were. No one. No. You couldn't hear the dinner bell. <laughs> there was no dinner bell, frankly. Wow. And I did have a watch because I got a watch one year for Easter, a Timex. And, uh, you know, my parents were convinced that that was going to make me get back on time, but it never did. Um, anyway, getting off to our three <laughs> stories this week, I teased the first one. Um, why is it a surprise to anybody that this headline, conservatives lose their minds over Barbie, the new Barbie movie, calling it its psychological grooming? One pundit, uh, one right wing idiot um, said the movie should have struck stuck to what made Barbie successful, childbearing and homemaking. I'm not sure what decade or century this this right winger podcaster lives in, but Barbie has moved on from childbearing and homemaking back from the I think that was in the 70s or 80s. She could do doctor, lawyer. She was an yeah, astronaut. So this, but this goes to the core of what they think women should probably be doing, right? Like if Barbie's a representation of women, which she is not, her, her feet come pre-made for a high heel, right? <laughs> She's got a good, you know, good rack, whatever. 
she's aspirational. She's a fashion toy. She's all these things. But how predictable is it that they would lose their mind? And why is this? Because Barbie had a diverse cast. Greta Gerwig, the director of the movie, cast a bunch of interesting LGBTQ people in it, including Scott Evans, Kate McKinnon, Alexander Shipp, and Hari Neff, who is trans, and she's like Dr. Barbie in the movie, but she's portrayed as a woman, so you would not know she's trans as the whole thing. But boom, 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 and they were calling for boycotts. But guess what? Barbie opened to an enormous box office this weekend, one of the biggest in history, actually, along with the movie Oppenheimer. In fact, they were calling the movie Barbenheimer this this weekend, the the convergence of Oppenheimer and Barbie. And uh, so yeah, they were selling look, double feature tickets. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look it's like the boycott held up, but you know, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I read the article. I'm like, I can't believe. Like, and then people complaining about um, Ryan Gosling's character. He plays Ken and they call him low T Ken because wow. Ken is very respectful of Barbie. So that must be low T then, because I guess yeah. you have to act a certain way around women. It's just, this is just, is this really what the country is talking about? It, the, one of the hottest summers, in the world on records since we've been keeping records you know all this stuff going on and the barbie movie is what gets the press right it's sad because uh i was talking with friends our friends patrick and howard about this about how the country just can't get itself out of its way in terms of everything has to be an issue and um you know there's even criticism now about the oppenheimer movie really i don't know if you yeah and uh, about how, well, they're not telling the real story of how uh, you know, the populations were displaced to do the town. And then, you know, it goes down this road um, from the left. So everybody's got a problem with everything. And I, I just wish people could understand this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't even know what to say about it. I've been trying to figure out what the craziness was about Barbie. And I'm actually wearing pink today. Everybody's wearing pink. But... Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I read the story and I laughed and then I saw there was a, attached to the article, there was a, a story that CNN did about the arched foot that you mentioned, which is a very feminine feature. And they talked about how historically back to beauty pageants in the twenties, that that was a thing. And I didn't realize the Barbie doll was um, modeled after or bought from a Germany. Did you know that? No. So there's a German origin of the doll. And when they got the tooling, um, the, the foot was for the high heel and they could have changed it. They said it would have cost too much money. So they kept the high heel. <laughs> they kept the arched foot. And then they went through history and showed all these pictures of women, you know, throughout the, you know, decades with, you know, the pose with the arched foot and how that represents a certain amount of femininity. And it didn't mean that you can't be powerful and still be feminine. And, uh, so I, I just thought it was well done. CNN has, it's a short, it's like four minutes long. But um, they give a little history, which I thought was important. But yeah, I don't understand what all the big kerfuffle is, other than people seem to be upset about everything lately, no matter what it is on both sides. Well, you know, this is going to feed into our next story pretty beautifully. But I I suppose the minute you cast LGBTQ people in a movie portraying characters in a fictional setting, that somehow you're grooming children. I... Mm. You know, the CNN on the grooming side, they had this amazing video clip about this church somewhere down south where all these kids were being taught to lay hands. You know, that thing where they all keep praying and praying and they're going to cure somebody by laying hands on somebody. And they're all crying and they're laying their hands on somebody. And the caption just said, this is grooming. Right. (laughs) 
you know, I, yeah. Well, I so anyway, I love the pictures of the show that particularly Catholic, but other um, denominations dressed in the robes and the garb and the hats and says, you know, these are the, these are, this is the drag you need to be concerned with. They show the religious, uh, religious leaders that nobody seems to care about all the thousands and thousands of children that have been abused, mm-hmm. whether yeah. through scouts or, or, or religions and, and, uh, or the Catholic church, about, right. Yeah. We're worried about a drag queen story or a Barbie movie. Yeah. yeah so that it's, it's, don't look the problem directly in the eye and try to solve it. Oh, the problem's over here. It's this yeah. movie that casts someone who's portraying a Dr. Barbie who happens to be true. I mean, it's so to get to the real core of their, their hatred takes you so many leaps of faith. Well, there you have it right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, our next story is a quick one, but, um, the, uh, house, uh, appropriation committee, um, this past week moved to strip three items. They were, um, uh, earmarks, three items out of the upcoming budget. And each one of them, surprise, surprise, was directly aimed at penalizing the LGBTQ community. Um, one of them was an uh, 1.8 million grant to expand an LGBTQ center in Philadelphia. That's the William Weiss Center, by the way. Yeah. Big, new, big news in Philly. 970000 to support a transitional housing program in Reading, Pennsylvania. And 850000 for a senior housing center in Massachusetts, which I think I've seen pictures of, and I know that this, that's an interesting development up there. All told, you're, you know, you're looking at a, a, a drop in the bucket from what the government would spend, right? You know, you, right. we spend more than that responding to a hurricane and, 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 but boom, they, the, uh, across party lines, these items were voted down and house rep Mark Pocan for a Democrat from Wisconsin, um, is tired of the house Republicans homophobia and he's calling it out. So he said it as this happened. He chastised his colleagues and called them bigoted. If you were to take away earmarks because they went to the NAACP or the Urban League, you would rightfully so be called racist bigots, said Pocan. But when you do it to the LGBTQ community, it's another frickin' day in Congress. And, you know, you I, know, I, I could have just I've stopped reading the article right there because this is exactly depicting, in my opinion, what's going on in America right now, right? But you and I have said that the LGBTQ people are the last people where it's okay to still discriminate against openly. Yeah. You and I have said that many times. So the rest of the article went into, you know, they showed pushback from Twitter, which is a small, small, small subset of, you know, screaming people with the little bluebird that we all make more of than we should. Um, it's and now called X, by the way. It's changed its name. It changed its name because Elon Musk, the richest person <laughs> in the world, owns it. And because he's so rich and he launches rockets, he must be the smartest person too, right? I mean, yeah, I, I see the correlation perfectly. <laughs> what I thought was interesting about this um, this representative, here's I have a big problem with the House of Representatives and the Senate overall. I think what he said was important. It was important for people to hear it. But whenever you look at these fiery speeches, um, there's about three or four people listening that are mm-hmm. in the in the chambers. I don't know why when they're in session, they're not all required Forced to be there. To hear it. Yeah. Or or required to be there, right? Why you, you so they so every once in a while you you'll see, you know, snippets of somebody that gets up and talks to you like, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel or what I wanted to say. And then they scan over and you see there's three Republicans on their phones, tap, 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 tap. Right. Right. Not paying any attention. And I wish they were forced to have to sit and listen to this stuff because I think they'd get more done if they were forced to have to be there or at least rather they, than they, wandering the halls. Yeah. Squirm through it. If you're yeah, listen to it. And, yes. and in this case, the, the appropriations committee was in fact in, in full session and all members were there. So if you see any of the pictures on Twitter, everybody was listening. 
And this guy went against, he went head to head with uh, Andy Harris, a uh, Republican rep. And, you know, I, how else do you, how else do you square this up? I mean, you know, you know, this made me think of something. If, if you were, if you lived in an apartment building and a group of tenants got together and decided to sue the landlord, you would, and you were, you were trying to like adjust the rent or something. Every tenant that joined that suit would put their rent money monthly into escrow until the suit was settled. Right. Why can't LGBTQ Americans decide to sue the United States government and simply say, until we are truly represented at every level of government, we're not paying taxes. Well, we'll yep. pay them. We'll put them in this escrow account, but Treasury can't touch it. I mean, that, didn't yeah. Melissa Etheridge suggest Melissa Etheridge this? advocated that. So, yeah, if you're not giving me full rights, then I'm not paying full taxes. You know, and for a future time, we're going to do an article that, Tim, you're going to love. I got to send it to you. It's it's what states pay and what they get back. You're not going to be surprised when I tell you that the blue states pay, 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 and the red states take, 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 right? Well, that was funny because uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, was having a back and forth with uh, Hannity. Mm. And he was going oh. on about, on and on. And, and Gavin Newsom's face is just like, Mississippi? He's like, you're going to talk to me about Mississippi's economic? power he goes we're fourth in the world in california <laughs> california is and he in says that we support mississippi he goes nothing against the people from mississippi we're all in this together but that's what you guys don't understand is, oh no 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 they and, do understand it well but, but it's convenient but, for them to play like yeah. they don't yeah but i thought it was hilarious because his face was really that was a great interview, story. by the way. Yeah. New Newsom took Newsom, Gavin Newsom took him out and hung him to yep. dry. Um, and he, yeah, I thought if anybody could be on the debate stage, it's him. Yeah, no, he did a good job. So our last article is a little lighthearted, <laughs> and it's how much residents drop in each state for takeout. The numbers shock me. The average American spends three thousand six hundred and thirty-one dollars on takeout. At least that's what they spent in twenty twenty-two, and it differs by state. Um, the highest amount of takeout happens in Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, where the average resident there spends $6,241 uh, for home takeout, for takeout or pickup. It could be because it's politicians, they're working late. Like, you know, D.C. is a strange town right. that way. It always flips over. But residents of Hawaii and Maine spent respectively, Maine, 4600 a year, and uh, or that was Hawaii, sorry, in Maine, 4400 a year. This sort of surprised me. I, I don't do takeout. So these numbers were like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by the, the number, too. I, I also thought Maine and Hawaii were, you talk about two different places, right? <laughs> An island. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one that's in the deep freeze and one that's out in the tropics. But, um, and I was also surprised about sushi. I, I, I wasn't surprised about pizza. I mean, whenever we order takeout, it's usually pizza or Italian mm, yeah. or, or Chinese food. Um, we don't get, we don't really have takeout Mexican here that I know of, and sushi we don't do takeout either. Um, but I, I guess maybe in Philly I could have done it. But it was, um, I was surprised by the numbers. I, you probably don't spend anywhere near that. You you cook home, home a lot. You know, I could count on one hand with only with two fingers cut off how many times we do takeout. Honestly, maybe maybe three times a year, maybe. Really. Yeah, we, it's just not one of my favorite things to do. And there are a couple of restaurants in the neighborhood that we could do that at. And when we do it, like there's a restaurant called Saggio down the block and it's Italian. And Bob will say, let's order lasagna, but let's order two of them and freeze one for some time later. Right. <laughs> so it's almost like meal planning, right? 
And then the states that had the least, did you mention those? Oklahoma. No, I didn't mention the least. So Oklahoma, uh, 3,016, I'm sorry, 2,756 spent in Oklahoma and Tennessee, uh, 3,016. They said generally prices uh, in the Midwest um, were lower. lower, And uh, Wyoming made the list of the 10 biggest spenders with an average of 4,022, but it's probably because of the population density. Then they went through cities, San Francisco and New York, of course, um, two of the biggest. And they, they crowned New York the official takeout lovers of uh, or official city of takeout lovers because they said 45 searches of every thousand were around takeout food. Mm. That was, that but was... it's interesting that New York didn't necessarily make the list of the top spending takeout. No. No. Yeah. Takeout in New York's expensive. I got to tell you that. Uh, so that was a fun way to kind of defuse all that nasty political stuff at the <laughs> start of Unbun. Hey, um, as I mentioned at the start of the uh, podcast today, Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, has been a partner of ours here on TFG and Bun. We'd love you to visit their site by going to oursfocusgroupradio.com and clicking on the Critics' Choice Video logo. Okay, so my Critics' Choice story is this. About two or three weeks ago, I had this thing. Like I had this old Major Matt Mason bendable doll from I, I, I had one as a kid. I rebought one on eBay. The thing's really tiny. And I thought I need another astronaut for my shelf, you know, behind my desk. Don't ask me even why this popped into my head. You know how frugal I am. Yeah. <laughs> I want an astronaut. Well, I happened to go to Critics Choice because I wanted to send somebody a link to the Criterion uh, Collection movie, uh, Grey Gardens. And by the way, Tim, we Bob and I just rewatched that again. I think it's a once a year thing. and. I remember the day you watched this with us and we just, <laughs> and, and Bob kept, we're watching the movie. He goes, remember, remember when Tim, Tim got it. Tim got it from the start. <laughs> Tim got it from the start. So yeah, it's, it's brilliant. on the homepage of critics choice, there was this, there was a, a, they have all different toys and games and plus the movies that we all talk about. They had this thing for something called the super seven, 2001, a space odyssey dr frank pool action figure and it's also there was dr uh dr bowman dave bowman i ended up getting dave bowman because he has a red spacesuit but it's this fully articulated miniature version of one of the astronauts from 2001 a space odyssey even comes with changeable hands and heads you can change i was obsessed and I instantly had to have it. And I ordered it. It arrived. Now I'm afraid to take it out of the box because the box is fantastic. It's almost made to be put somewhere for a thousand years <laughs> and taken out and sold. But Bob said, what, what are you going to keep it for in a box? I'm like, no, I was going to put it on the shelf. Well, take it out. <laughs> Jeez. So that was my Craig's Choice story. <laughs> well, be sure to, uh, as John mentioned, uh, aside from all the great uh, classic movie and TV uh, items that they have there. They also have books and music and toys and gifts and a bunch of other things as well. So be sure to head over to Critics' Choice Video. It is America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. You can get there by going to focusgroupradio.com. Click on the Critics' Choice Video logo, start shopping away. While you're there, you'll also find all of our media house there, including our show, The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. You can click on any of those and listen to some of our old vintage broadcasts everything that we've done is there and it's all free to download and listen to so be sure to subscribe and follow us on your platform of choice and we'll see you next time take care it's the focus group unbuttoned with tim bennett and john nash available every tuesday 
Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com. 